Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 165. This time I talk about sort of an indie game called Space Run, and I talk a little bit about How to Train Your Dragon 2, and that's all I have for this time. Hopefully it will be interesting, and you'll enjoy the show. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free, you can't take the sky from me. Take me out to the black, tell them I ain't coming back. Burn the land and boil the sea, you can't take the sky from me. You can get Space Run on Steam, and I believe it is PC only right now. At its core, it is basically a tower defense game. The basic story is that you are pretty much a space delivery guy. You will pick up missions and take cargo from point A to point B. Each mission you will have a specifically sized ship, which is chosen by the system. You know, it's not something you pick or upgrade yourself, it's just you get it. And it's basically just a flat space platform, which is made up of a certain number of hexes. Again, that will depend on what mission you're doing and how it's set up for that mission. At the start, you will place just one little engine and however many cargo boxes you are set to take. And in some missions, you'll get an extra item or two to place, like one mission where you're carrying some people which require energy. It will give you an energy system as well. But usually, you're just placing the engine, and then whatever cargo you're carrying. And then you press the start button, and off you go into space. You'll usually start off with just a little bit of money and a little bit of time before anything starts attacking you to decide kind of what systems you want to place, get a feel for how your ship is and where you might want to place things, and start the mission. Of course, you can sit at the pre-launch screen as I suppose you could call it and, you know, plan things out in your head as much as you like. There are basically what I would call four different system types. One of the categories is cargo, which you will have no control over its shape or amount that you have to take with you on a mission. But the other three systems I would call offensive, defensive, and then sort of a hybrid category of power and engines. When you start your game, you know, your overall player progress, you'll only have a couple of each system unlocked. With each run you succeed at, you'll be rated at 1 to 5 stars. These stars will add up as a total reputation system. And the reputation system will both unlock new system types as well as new missions to do. As you complete each mission successfully, You will also get regular money, and with this regular money, you can upgrade your systems between, you know, the various missions, and those upgrades apply from then on. So this is where it's a little bit different than most tower defense games. With many of them, you'll place a tower, and then you'll upgrade it as, you know, that particular level continues. But with Space Run, you're leveling it in between each mission, and it stays leveled up, you know, for the whole time. As example, the basic laser you start with is pretty weak by itself, but the first upgrade you can do allows it to be repositioned after you've placed it on a ship. So as long as you have 
space to rotate it in position. It will rotate to a different facing. The second upgrade I believe you can get is that if you have it attached to a power system, you can manually activate a rapid fire mode. And it lasts for, I think, 20 seconds. And it will do like triple the number of shots. And then I believe the third unlock is passive ability, where as long as it's attached to power, it does something like 30% extra damage. So that's a basic idea of, you know, the basic laser. And every system you get has three different unlocks, and they'll cost a certain amount of money to upgrade it once you've unlocked that system. You are, of course, free to replay any older missions you want, so you could always sort of grind missions, as it were, to generate more money to unlock more things. And in my game so far, I've had to do this once or twice because I thought, you know, this unlock or this new system would really be helpful. And sometimes that's true, sometimes not. I'm still trying to figure things out. The trick slash goal of the game is to get each mission, you know, from point A to point B with as much cargo as you started with, you know, at the end of the mission. You also have a certain amount of time, which is sort of a minimum and like a fast run and then like a very fast run. They show up as little stars on the map. So it is entirely possible to not go fast enough, just in general. As you blow stuff up in the mission, you'll gain, I don't know what they call, but it's basically sort of in-level money. And with that in-level money, you can create new systems. Like, I believe a basic laser takes up one spot on your ship. So, you know, as example, your first ship, I think, is probably about 10 hexes big. So you can put it on any of the hexes that it will fit on, and when you, when you get more in-game money, you can build another one, etc., etc. So that's where really the economic side of the game comes into play. You only get a certain amount of money because, you know, there's only so much stuff to destroy in each level. So you have to be careful, you know, which systems do you build? Do you build a bigger one, or do you build a cheaper, smaller one that might not survive as much? Because the things that are happening will be pirates or asteroids, and these things will cause damage to your ship, so you'll either need to repair it or, you know, replace it if it's completely destroyed. And the really interesting thing is once hexes on your ship actually get destroyed, there's no fixing those. Pretty much only asteroids or collisions will destroy hexes. The bad guys I haven't seen so far targeting hexes on your ship, they usually target specific systems. But, you know, that can really change your plan on how you're going to build because, you know, part of your ship got smashed away and that space is no longer there. So that makes it really interesting. I've played probably six or seven hours now. Some of that has been kind of stuck, so I haven't progressed in like the last hour, hour and a half. I think I've unlocked most things. I don't know how much there is in the game. But for each system, I've unlocked six different weapons six different defensive items, and six different power-slash-energy-type items. I don't know how much cargo stuff I've unlocked, because that's, you know, out of your control. It depends on what missions come up. See, sort of like a, a list of here are the possible cargoes. You can't upgrade them or anything, which is kind of odd, but I guess it makes sense. The graphics are really great, though it can be kind of tough to see the items on your ship. Hopefully that will change in the future. I believe I saw a dev interview where it said that was like the most requested feature out of, you know, the shows he had showed the game at. So I'm sure it'll be in eventually. But pretty much every system you get has a manually triggered ability or 
sometimes two abilities. So you have to click on the item and then click on the manually triggered thing. And like I said, they're kind of small. So sometimes that might catch you, you know, you mean to trigger one thing, but you click on the wrong thing. So it would be nice to, you know, quick zoom in and then click a thing and zoom out. Or, you know, when you're building on your ship, you know, sometimes you're building kind of quick and you just kind of slap it down and it's like, oh, poop, I put that in the wrong place. So that would be a nice feature. It's not a game-breaking issue, but it would be nice to see it, you know, in the future. I've played probably six or seven hours now. I would rate it as certainly something you would definitely want to pick up if you're into tower defense games, particularly sci-fi slash maybe futuristic kind of tower defense games. I think it's been a lot of fun so far. I think I paid about 15 bucks for it. I'm not sure if that was a sale price or the regular price. It's pretty cheap, you know, independent game. I don't know how much more there is for me to see. I have a feeling I'm probably almost done with the game. But I'm sure I will give you guys a final rating slash review when I do finish it. And this podcast is probably about to get quite a bit shorter than I planned because apparently my iPhone has sort of overheated. It's a pretty warm day. It's like 75 according to the weather thing. But I'm in my car facing the sun. So the sun is coming in through the window and cooking everything, my laptop and my phone and everything. So it is shut down due to heat. So I normally use it for notes. So I don't know what the rest of the notes were. I will destroy it. So I saw How to Train Your Dragon 2. I don't know the rating because, like I said, my phone is kind of overheated and shut down at the moment. So I can't double check that. And I don't know the notes. So this will be totally off the top of my head. I actually really liked it. It is probably one-third action and sort of two-thirds story slash adventure. And they're giving you a lot more detail about what has happened to the main city since the first movie. It is a few years later. It's not a whole lot of years later. I think they said five years later. But they go into a lot of details about how the city's changed and how the dragons are all integrated into the city now. Our main hero is basically exploring the world and checking things out. You know, now that he has his dragon mount, he can go exploring around with little to no fear about, you know, getting in trouble because he can quickly get away. And... Along his adventures, he basically runs into sort of this bad guy who is working for a bigger bad guy. And that's where sort of the main chunk of the story takes off. We're trying to, you know, avoid conflict with the big bad guy. But, you know, it winds up being inevitable and there's, you know, the big battle at the end. 
It is a really good movie. There are quite a number of sort of character advancements for most of the characters. And I won't spoil anything. But if you are a fan of the original How to Train Your Dragon, I would say you will probably love this one quite a bit. I would say go see it in the theaters. I saw it in IMAX 3D and it has, you know, a lot of flying and a lot of landscape kind of shots. So it looks really good. And I would say with popcorn, because it is lighthearted action. And I would say you probably want to take friends who are also into it. So I believe my notes for the news this time are the next Planet of the Apes movie on July 11th, I think. And then I have a note for, I believe, it is Jupiter Ascending. I'll probably go more into detail on that on the next podcast once I'm sure. But I believe that is the week after Apes. Like I said, my iPhone is overheated and my laptop is getting super hot as well. So I'll probably have to find a new shady spot to record from in the future. It'll be summer, so I'm sure I can park in a covered parking there with no problems in the future, and we won't have to worry about rushing and overheating. But I think that's the news. You know, you can always check your favorite movie app to see what's coming soon. So that's it for this Rabbits on Bling's podcast. No Pirate's Treasure. And like I said, I'm getting worried about heat for my laptop. So going to close out pretty quickly. Not really anything else to say that I can think of anyways. No games coming in the near future that I can think of. Nothing really going on with me except for Space Run. Kind of playing my other games when I get a chance. The coffee shop connection has been really bad. so. Haven't been able to play much besides offline stuff. That's really the only new thing. So hopefully everybody out there is having an okay time in life. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. It's getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get better. I've been drowning too long to believe that the tide's going to And I've been living too hard to believe things are going to get easier now I'm still trying to shake off the pain from the lessons I've learned When you start your game, you know, your overall player progress, you'll only have a couple of each system unlocked. With each rent... 
these stars will add up as a total reputation system, and the reputation. Every system you get has three different unlocks, and they'll cost a certain amount. And in some cases, I've kind of had to do this so far in my game. So far, so far, so far. You also have a number, and I think it's like fifty in-level money. So you know that that starts law. Also, it's the ship that made the castle run in less than twelve parsecs. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.